0: All right, Rabbi Good morning. Let's uh, let, let let us begin. So we are picking up in Meretz Hashem this morning in Stillin Os Mem Vav. Stillin Os Mem Vav. We're picking up. Let's take a look on page Kuf Zayin in the Beuriah Chasidus towards the end of the bottom paragraph. So remember again, in this incredible oath, Rabbi Sadik is discussing the concept. Of right, Whatever the balabayis, in this case, again, metaphorically, the balabayis refers to HaKadosh Baruch. Whatever the balabayis tells you to do, you should do, with the exception, ultimately, again, of getting out, of leaving. Of leaving, that you don't have to listen. So we sort of highlighted this idea to mean that, of course, whatever the Ribbon Shalom tells me to do, I have to do. But if HaKadosh Baruch says he no longer desires a relationship with me and he wants me to distance myself from him, I don't have to listen. Instead, I am permitted to forge forward with the establishment of a relationship and say, I don't want to leave your side. So I remember again, Rav spoke about this concept in the context of the Mapilim, the group of Jews who decided to defy the edict of Moshe Rabbeinu in the aftermath of the sin of the Miraglim and still try to enter into Eretz Yisrael, or Eretz Canaan at that point in time. So remember, again, what was their logic? So we often look at them as unrepentant sinners. The Tzaddik says, no, just the opposite. They really felt, they genuinely felt, that although HaKadosh Baruch said, you can't enter into the land, we don't have to listen to Hashem because of that. The was telling us that he wants distance from us, that's the one thing we don't have to adhere to. So let's say S'rab Tzadik goes on. He says something so beautiful over here. If you look again, page Kufzayin, Bei'uriah Chasidus, right hand side, bottom paragraph. V'cholah Parsha haniskeres achar chit hameraglim muvueres sham le'inyan hiskarvus haadam la'Hashem is barach. Ayn bizar shemir vehim lets es kol inyan achar chit hameraglim. The Mashal V'remez Halah Torah. We'll say this is truly beautiful. he so quotes the Zora, and the Zohar explains that in fact the entire story of the Miraglim is a metaphor. It's a, well, obviously it, it's an actual story. Of course, it, it occurred. But the Zohar is saying it also has incredible and profound metaphorical significance. What's the profound metaphorical significance? Of the uh, uh, of, of the story of the Maraglun. So listen to what he says. He explains Vihimlis al Kal Inyan Hait Margulun Mashram, Veremas Alatora, Shakodish Baruch Omer Libne adam la'ayin Ayin Batora, Velasur Al Yada, Es Haderah Shabusa, Yagiu Al Ha'olam Haba, Kadele is Hazak Bilimuda Ubishmi See, interestingly enough, he says as follows, that in the czar's metaphor, entry into the land of Israel, right, sending the Meraglim to scout out Eretz Israel is actually a metaphor for ultimately, again, Eretz Israel represents Torah. And each of us is a Meragel. Each of, each of us is one of the Meraglim, one of the spies. Uh-huh. And a Kaddish Baruch says, I want you to go and seek out Torah. I want you to go and understand Torah. I want you to go and explore what Torah is and I want you to figure out how based on that Torah to go out and live your life that's that's what I would like you to be able to do that's the that's the significance of ultimately, again, of the story of the Meraglim. So he goes on, he says as follows. See, see, you hear the metaphor? Eretz Yisrael is Torah. The Meraglim are each of us. My job now is to go out, is to go out, or I should say to go into Torah, delve into Torah, understand Torah, and then figure out how to utilize it in order to live and to lead a meaningful an impactful life. He goes on. So what happens? People enter into our page. Kof People enter into Torah. And what happens? Left hand column. So there are those who are. There are those who lack proper requisite faith. So I will say. So what happens? There are some people who enter into Torah. They enter into the Eretz Yisrael of Torah. And I will remember again. What did the Meraglim do when they came into Eretz Yisrael? What did they do? Interestingly enough, if you notice again, the Meraglim didn't they didn't lie about anything, right? They, they, they didn't make up information, but rather, what did the Meraglim do? They simply said too difficult, too difficult. At the end of the day, we can't do it. So too, there are some people who enter into the land of Torah and they begin the journey, they begin the reconnaissance mission, and they say, you know what? Too difficult. Too difficult. Learning Torah is too difficult. Observing Torah is too difficult. Mitzvos, too difficult. All too difficult. Like, like, j- just like the Miraglim. No, no, they, they don't cast the spurs. Just, it's just too overwhelming, too difficult. <laughs> I just want to point out, you have, I would urge you to think about this, because the truth is, it happens to be, if you're using this edition, I also put it out on the WhatsApp chat, but you'll, you'll look in the footnote. He quotes the entire Zohar. And it's really an incredible metaphor, really an incredible metaphor, to, to understand. I put that probably on WhatsApp chat, WhatsApp chat last week, last Monday. So I'll say so again. It's such an incredible metaphor if you think about it, that Eretz Kenan is Torah. And what happens? Moshe Bino sends Miraglim into Eretz Yisrael to scout out the land. So too, I want to lead a Torah-dick life. I want to lead a good life. So I begin to explore Torah. So the is, what's the result of your exploration? So sometimes, unfortunately, we come to the conclusion of the Miraglim. Learning is too hard. Observance is too hard. Everything is too overwhelming. It's very nice. It's very nice, but it's Eretz Ocheles Yosheveha. This thing, mamish, is all consuming. It'll 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 sap the life out of you. So what happens? Says Reb Zavik. So what happens, the same way that the Miraglum ultimately lost Eretz Yisrael as a result of their disastrous report, mm. Moshe says, you're not gonna go in. So I will say, so what happens when a person gives up, right? What happens when a person says, you know what? Torah is too overwhelming. Mitzvahs are too overwhelming, right? Observance is too overwhelming. Relationship with Hashem is too overwhelming. So what happens? You lose it. You lose it. I was Eretz Yisrael doesn't run after you. And at the end of the day, Torah doesn't run after you. Interesting enough, Hu does run after us, which is just an interesting, an interesting yisod. But that's, uh, that, that, that's for a different time. But the idea over here is, is fine, Miraglim, you deliver your disastrous report, you're not going into Eretz Yisrael. If you don't make any effort to engage Torah to engage mitzvahs, to engage a certain lifestyle because you feel that it 's too difficult then then, then the, the, it 's not even the punishment. the ramification is you just don 't get it you obviously you don 't have it in this world, and you don 't have it in the world to come it 's a consequence it 's not a punishment I will say remember again, those are two very different things: a punishment could be punitive, a consequence is just the result so emotionally this is listen if you 're not willing to engage, and if you're not willing to toil to acquire Eretz Yisrael, you don't get it. If you're not, the, 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 the metaphoric meaning in the Zohar, if you're not willing to toil to acquire Torah, if you're not willing to toil to acquire spiritual relationship with Hashem, you just don't get it. Not in this world and not in the world to come. He goes on, So we'll say this is fascinating. So remember again, what does Hashem say? What does Moshe say? So the next, now, now we're, we're kind of combining all of the stories. So what happens the next morning? So remember again, the, day one, the miraculous come back, was with Tisha B'Av, right? The night of Tisha B'av, they come back, they deliver their report, Cloud Yisrael cries, the decree is handed down, you're not going into Herat 40 years sojourn in the desert, the entire generation is going to die out. What happens the next morning, which i says say is incredible, is the morning of Tisha B'Av, there's this group, we call them the Ma'apilim, they want to go up, they want to go in. So what does Moshe say to them? Al-Talu, don't go up, ki Hashem b'kir for Hashem is not in your midst, which again, we translate to understand means what? Hashem is not with you. And if Hashem's not with you, you're not going to be successful. So we'll say, so there's a lot of things happening right over here. So you have to understand the profundity of this. The profundity of this is Moshe B'Avim telling them explicitly, God is not with you. God is not with you. And yet what? What happened? They went anyway. They went anyway. Now, we'll say now watch this. He so we'll said, so Now we're kind of jumping a little bit here. So remember, let me close out the first theme. So the first part of Tzaddik was just saying is, by the way, by the way, The whole Meraglim story is not just a story about conquest of Eretz Yisrael. It's also a metaphoric story about, about the Jew and his acquisition of spirituality. How you acquire Torah and a recognition that it doesn't come easily. And if you're scared off... By the struggle, just understand you will ac- accomplish and acquire nothing. So Moshe says, If you weren't willing to engage in the struggle, when I needed you to en- engage in the struggle, Hashem's not going to be with you. Not in this world, and not in the world to come. Now, let's loop this back. So remember again, Reb Tzaddik was saying before this concept of whatever Hashem tells you to do, you should do with the exception of if God tells you to get out. If God tells you he doesn't want you anymore, don't listen, don't listen, and keep trying to engage him. So remember again, Rav says, who's the paradigmatic example of this? The Ma'apilim, this group. Moshe Rabbeinu tells them, Hashem is not with you. Hashem is not with you. And yet what happens? They went anyway. Crazy. I will say, if you think about it, by the way, the Ma'apilim story is more crazy than the Miraglim story. Think about this just a moment. The Miraglim made a mistake, a a dramatic mistake, a terrible, terrible mistake. Okay, but one can make the argument that they were kind of left to their own devices in certain respects. The Ma'apilim are getting ready to march on Eretz Yisrael the morning after the Miraglim debacle, and Moshe says, God's not with you. God's not with you. It's not going to work. So what are you thinking? Going, right? What's 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 going through your head that you're, that you're going? So Elamai says because what's happening over here? <laughs> Ultimately, again, they literally thought that even though Moshe Rabbeinu said. God is not with you, they'll still be successful. They'll still be successful. Why? Because we don't have to listen to Hashem when He tells us to go away. We don't have now, now what I want to point out over here, I'll read this next line and we'll have to stop over here for today. It says, mm-hmm. We'll pick up with this concept tomorrow, but this is what Chazal call when they say that chutzpah is like monarchy without a crown. Which also means that sometimes in life, chutzpah is a very good thing. Chutzpah is a very good thing. Now, I will say, now please use that very carefully, right? Very carefully. We'll, we'll discuss what this means. I will but sometimes what it means is, you have to be chutzbedik to get what you want. Now I, I don't I don't mean I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm sure this is true also. This is probably true in all areas of life. I'm <laughs> sure it's true in the business world, right? As they say, if you, what is it? What is it? If you, if you don't ask, you don't get. If you don't ask, you don't get. And sometimes you have to ask pretty forcefully, right? And sometimes you can't just ask. Sometimes you have to push. If you don't push, you don't get. So there, there's an element, but in the realm of Ruchnius, we're seeing this concept as well. That sometimes the only way to accomplish what you need to accomplish in the realm of Ruchnius is chutzpah. But lest you think that chutzpah is a desired approach. So we're going to see the czar calls or the gemara calls. Chutzpah is, chutzpah is monarchy without the crown. So I'll say, what does that mean? Monarchy without the crown? So you could be the king without the crown, but you're really missing something. Right There's an important monarchical accessory that is missing from you if you don't have the Karinah. So we'll have to stop over here. But I will say what I just want to point out, and this I'll really end with, because this is really quite fascinating, is is the following interesting dynamic. You see, on one hand, Lep told us, Kol Masha Chutz Mitzei, which means that listen to everything that God tells you except when God tells you to get out. Yet, interestingly enough, the paradigmatic example of that is the Ma'apilim, and interestingly enough, the Ma'apilim follow this advice. They try to go into the land, even though Hashem says to them, Moshe says to them, it's not going to work. And I said, what was the result? Yeah. Right, they failed. So I just want to point something out. Even though Rav is using this as a paradigmatic example. The job of the Jew, the job of the Jew, is to always try to engage HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even if the Rebun Olam apparently doesn't desire that engagement. That's it is. But it doesn't always mean that things work out. Which, which, which is very interesting. So it's almost like my job is to try to pursue constant engagement with the ribono shelolam. But don't think that just because you always push, you get what you want. So they did the right thing. So right. So this is the inter- So this is the interesting question. It's Salvic from Reb Tzadik. They did the right thing, which is a little bit mind blowing because Moshe Rabbeinu is sitting there telling them. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. So, Mirat Hashem, to be continued tomorrow. We'll say, which again is essentially, essentially something is dealing with we hear, which is a very important life you sowed, is how much chutzpah is good chutzpah, right? Which is something many of us struggle with each and every day, right? How much chutzpah is good and how much chutzpah just becomes a detriment, right? Emir Hashem, to be continued.